Hey, it's Sean. Hey, it's Bree. And this is I Can Explain. The podcast where we answer the questions that you are too afraid to ask. <laughs> what the fuck? It's getting weird. <laughs> and this week's topic is the lockdown. 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 <laughs> so we um we're trying to think of what to talk about this week. And <laughs> five minutes ago. Five minutes ago. And Bree. Always, as per usual, had some shit garbage <laughs> ideas. <laughs> but we realized that um, between our conversations about what to talk about, we just kept talking about the fucking state of the world. <laughs> and we've already addressed this. We're just going to go back because this is like, what, month five? Oh my month gosh. six? Month six. I actually kind of want to go back and listen to that episode we recorded, like the week shit really hit the fan. When you were still making, like, COVID jokes. Yes. And I was like, Brie, it's not funny. (laughs) (laughs) And I was still planning on going to Portland that weekend. Like, an hour later. (laughs) No, like, literally we recorded it on, whatever, Monday or Tuesday, and I was supposed to go that Thursday to Portland, which, for those of you that don't know, we live in Vancouver, Canada, in BC, so crossing the border, and Sean was like, after we recorded, are you still going? And I was like, yeah, why not? And then the next day I woke up and all the sports had shut down, which I could care less about. But that really gave it like a whoa moment because I was like, if they shut sports down, then then we're fucked. (laughs) We ain't going to Portland, sweetie. We ain't doing shit. Unpack your bags. Yeah, I remember so distinctly like that episode ending and I was like, so you're not going right? And you were like, what are you talking about? Of course I'm going to Portland. I'm going to go to a brewery. (laughs) (laughs) I was still in my head like going to be brewery hopping in Portland. I was like, you're not. Honestly, I was looking back absolutely in denial. Yeah. But I think that's something to speak to um, looking back on it is that no one has anything to compare this to. Oh, bitch, what the fuck is this? Right? <laughs> so it's it's like I said, did I say this on the podcast last week about the vodka metaphor that I was using? Uh, I don't or know. Did I say you say a lot of shit garbage God metaphors. Knows. It's not about how vodka... <laughs> Makes you drunk. It's how it makes you feel. Okay. It's not about what <laughs> vodka says to you. It's about how much you drink during a global pandemic. <laughs> no, what I was saying to Sean, I think off mic, I'm not sure. It blurs these days. Um, is that it's like when you are. Oh, you did say this. Yeah. Yeah. Did I say it on the podcast? I believe so. Okay. Well, I'm going to just say it again. <laughs> it's like when you're a teenager. And you drink for the first time. Or sorry, when you're of age, you drink for the first time. Safe call. 21 out there for you states <laughs> listeners. And you like take a swig of vodka or you take a shot or whatever and it goes down like a dream. It's You don't know what's coming to yeah. you. So yeah. you don't expect it to be that bad. But now at age 82, I cannot even be in the same room as a bottle of vodka. Exactly, because you had to live through prohibition. Honestly. <laughs> so, so it's hard for me to even see without getting PTSD, to yeah. be honest. That's so true because like... You know how everybody has a drink that, mm-hmm. like, 
gives them the chills. Yeah. Mine, even though I still kind of vibe with it, but mine is peach schnapps. Oh. Because, like, yeah. that was one of the alcohols as uh, um very of age person. Yes, yeah. <laughs> as a teenager that somebody just stole from their parents. So we just right. drank an entire bottle of peach schnapps, which is, like, delicious in cocktails, but bitch is hella oh, viscous. Like, so thick. Yeah. So now, like, now I am, I shudder. I yeah. still chug it by the bottle, but I shudder yeah. first. <laughs> <laughs> you give a little shake yeah, before like, you do it. <laughs> Mine's Captain Morgan's rum. Oh, uh, okay. That, that's mine. But yeah, so I think the same with this pandemic is that at that point, it's not that I was trying to be unsafe or like being like, oh, I know how bad it is, but I don't care. I'm going to go to Portland anyways, which I obviously didn't end up going. It was genuinely that I had nothing to compare it to. So I, my brain could not even compute it. No. Like, I literally couldn't even get through my head. Why would I not be able to drive three hours away and go to a brewery? You're like, that's super, I will drive through the open borders. Yeah. And I will go (laughs) to another country. (laughs) Like, I've been able to do my whole life. Yeah, and I'll go to a brewery and, like, what? Like, it just, it was so hard to comprehend because you didn't have that before. And I think that I'm still having those moments where I kind of have fallen into a routine for my mental health, honestly, of trying not to think too much about the big picture of it. Yeah. And like the impending doom that we are all. Oh, that's like <laughs> me. I can't towards. think of it. I like whenever I think about space. Yes. It's way it's too like big that. picture. It's too like much. It, it actually makes me nauseous. Exactly. Um, and my boyfriend like loves space. So oh. sometimes he's like, mm, space. And I'm like, <laughs> 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 so that's kind of how I feel about the pandemic as well. Yeah. But I think this is a good like six month check in, yeah. especially because when we did our first queer and quarantine, mm-hmm. quarantine, quarantine. Yeah, I yeah, still can't say that fucking word six yeah. months later. <laughs> Nothing new. Um, we talked about the importance of of having queer spaces and what it means to be without them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And we fully lived that because from March until two weeks ago, I hadn't seen more than five people at a time. Like that was the max Mm because we're allowed six people here. And even that's like a little testy. So, (laughs) um, and we went to a socially distant drag show, as mm-hmm. we said in one of the past episodes, Keska Fuck. <laughs> um, but it was so, mind you, the crowd there was like, I'm going to say 75% straight women. Yeah, there was a lot of There, there was a lot of straighties. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, just yeah. being with other queer people, yeah. very few of them, <laughs> <laughs> was so rewarding. Oh, God, And yeah. thinking, okay, so... I never really go out. Like, well, now, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, I go to the club, like, twice a week now. (laughs) Not very much. (laughs) I never really go out. And just as shit was kind of hitting the fan, Uh I would say every six months I get, like, an itch to go out. Yeah. So my six months... The six month itch had come, yeah. and I was like, I'm ready to go out. Yeah. And I remember we were talking, we were yeah, like, we're Let's like, get like, the yeah. girls together, <laughs> let's take over that town. I think like, someone threw out a limo, like, we were like, we were, like go. we're gonna get bottle service on limo. <laughs> that was literally the week before everything uh. went to shit. So it's been, I hadn't been out in six yeah. months, add six months that I haven't fully 
been out mm-hmm. in a year. Yeah. Um, actually, Halloween we went out like kind of. Yeah. Um, but I haven't been to like a specific yes. gay club in over a year, and now I'm at the point. Yeah. That I get sad. Yeah. Thinking that I can't go out. No, I know. I, I I'm like I would. If somebody spilt a drink down my back, oh. I would thank them. Seriously, hand them a five. Like, absolutely. Yeah. Like, I I want to be bumped into. Mm-hmm. I want to be brushing shoulders with gays. Like, yeah. that's all I want. I know. Fuck. But we can't have it. And we won't have it unless you wear a fucking mask. Absolutely. <laughs> but it's true. I think that that's something, like, now, six months in or whatever the fuck we are, um, it... And looking back, you really realize things that you took for granted. Yeah. And there's so many of those things. Like, the list could go on forever. But speaking specifically to queer spaces, it made me realize, like, how lucky I've been living in Vancouver, specifically, and being able to be like, I want to go to a safe space tonight. I want to go out to a queer bar or a queer event or watch a drag show. Yeah. And there's always somewhere to go and there's always something to do. We've talked in the past about how it could always be better and obviously I would prefer if there was more events and spaces for queer women. But uh, at this rate... We will take I'll a gay club. take whatever. <laughs> oh my God. And I, it's made me appreciate it so much more and also not only appreciate it and want it but also realize how necessary it is for queer mental health to be around other queer individuals and like feel that support and feel that safe space. Yeah. Which is why I am so empathetic. Always have been, but increasingly so over this pandemic to people that, um, you know, are at home with maybe homophobic family members. Maybe they live in a town where queer spaces have never been accessible to them. It's really hard. Right. Um, and I think that, I totally underestimated because I've been going to queer spaces for so long now, the joy that they bring me. And it's almost bringing you back to, I remember when I was before I was out and newly out to some people when I was going to those queer spaces for the first time and how they actually felt magical. That's going to be us when we're allowed. Right? Mm -hmm. Like I'm actually going to go in. I think I might cry. I will be crying. Like actually. Yeah. I, cause I remember the first few times I went to whether it be a pride or a gay bar or whatever, um, a drag show, any of those kind of firsts, I actually had like a full body like reaction of feeling like you shit yourself I shit <laughs> and it's really awkward to continue to yeah. shit yourself <laughs> no but like almost euphoric yeah because it's hard to describe as someone who's not queer and if you're queer and you're listening and you've been to um a gay bar for the first time or a drag show for the first time it you understand that feeling it's hard to put into words but you finally feel like you're home in some weird way that who you are is okay and it's like this overwhelming sense of validation like specifically a moment i remember is the first time i went to junction a gay bar in vancouver and i looked over while i was waiting to order a drink and there was these two guys kissing and i remember starting to cry because just the fact that i could look over and two guys without a care in the world no worry yeah were kissing was so validating for my sexuality that like wow if they can just do that and 
not be worried about anyone looking at them or whatever. I felt so safe to be myself. And it was just this like really weird slow. Like I can still picture what they look like. So me, (laughs) (laughs) there's some really ugly guy. (laughs) No, So I think that then after that, obviously I started going out a lot and being really excited about the space spaces still and having a lot of fun but they start to become normalized in your mind yeah and what this has done for me is made me realize like how much those spaces mean to me and make me want to do more in a sense of like also like creating more safe spaces and supporting those safe spaces um so like yeah it's just crazy like we like you said when we went to that drag show that was still like probably the straightest version of a drag show we've both ever been to yeah in the sense that like 75 percent of the crowd was straight and it was like not in the gayborhood and all these other things it was like oh my god there's drag queens on stage oh my god here's this like moment of of queerness yeah and it just felt so fucking good that i was like walking on air afterwards yeah um funny story about that night when we first sat down at our table me and my yeah. boyfriend because we everybody was separated um the waitress came up in a mask mm-hmm. and i recently got a tattoo of a mermaid on mm-hmm. my arm and she was like oh my god mermaid season it's mermaid season and just like wouldn't stop saying that it was mermaid season and I was like do they have seasons like, I was very confused and then throughout the night she would come back and she was like I just wrote your table number down as mermaid <laughs> I was like okay that's great but what if somebody else has to serve our table but also like what yeah I don't know did it's... you ever figure out what mermaid season was no I didn't I oh guess like god. Summer, but I'm like I'm pretty sure if mermaids live in the water, they wouldn't have seasons. Also, does your tattoo disappear when it's mermaid <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She's like, that's gonna be really embarrassing in February. Yeah, awkward, <laughs> not mermaid season. <laughs> yeah, that's so that amazing. was fun. Um, I have realized during the lockdown mm-hmm. that when this all ends, when the world goes back to normal, I have realized two things about how I would like to approach. Um, things like events. Right. I think that I would like to say yes more often. Oh, that's exciting for me to hear. And go to things more often. However, here's the flip side that fucks oh, you over. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I think I am going to be more like specific about the things that I actually enjoy. And like, right. d- I'm not going to lead people on to invite me to things that I don't want to go to. Right. And if I don't want to go to something, I'm just going to say, I don't want to go. Right. You know? So everything where I'm in attendance. Yeah, if you're there, I don't want to go. But like, I'm gonna be saying to uh, saying yes to a lot of events that you're not at. <laughs> no, but I've realized. No, I get that. I yeah, get that. Like I've realized that I would like to do more things, but I've also realized that I would like to be doing things I enjoy. And if it's not something I don't, or if it's something I don't want to go to, I would rather just be at home. You know, yeah, like totally. I have that as has been part of this lockdown that like I've realized that I as much as I've had too much fucking time, mm. I do need my own time. Time. You yeah. know? I think that that has been something for me as well in the sense that something that this COVID lockdown situation has given people is... COVID. And <laughs> it's COVID. That's what... It, <laughs> that's the point, Brie. <laughs> no. Is... A very easy out to anything you don't want to be a part of. Yeah. Right? Because 
no matter what, you can just say, I'm uncomfortable going to that space. Uh, like, it's a Zoom call. <laughs> <laughs> you can even be like, but seriously, like you can even be like, I'm just having a weird mental health day because of that, which I feel has become more regular yeah. in a good way yeah. than before. Before, I would feel like if someone asked me to do something that wasn't a super close friend that I could just tell them straight up, I would have to come up with some big elaborate, like, oh, well, I'm working till whatever. So like, unfortunately, you know, whenever yeah. I'm like. Why am I? Why am I lying? Why don't I just say? I don't fucking want to be there. I don't want to do that tonight. Also, I respect people more now, yeah. especially because even like you said, there yeah. are a thousand excuses that people right. can use yeah. now because of COVID, not in a negative sense. Mm-hmm. But I've had people be like, "I don't want to do Zoom trivia tonight. Yeah. I just don't want to do it." And I'm Which like, is "That great. is fair." Yeah. And moving on. Totally, <laughs> a thousand percent. And I think everyone's gotten better at listening to each other yeah. about that, and like. Not um, like peer pressuring, like, come on, it'll be fun. Everyone gets it to a different level because everyone's like, I've had that day where I feel like fucking drained. Yeah. And I'm just over it. But now I'm like, once we leave this, if somebody says they don't want to come, I'm not going to fucking push them because I don't want them to come if they don't want to be there. They don't want to come. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. But another thing that I've realized for myself is how much energy and like happiness I get from being around other people. Oh, okay. And, like, actually, like, physically around other people. Yeah. I always knew that about myself. Like, I always knew, I've talked about this podcast before, how I'm, like, a physically affectionate person, both platonically and not platonically. And, like, um, I just, that's how I show affection. That's how I show love. And that's something I've had to completely adjust for myself. I think more than a lot of people is that, like, I can't just go up and hug people. I can't just, like, pat someone on the arm. Like, in fact, like that's really rude. Yeah, <laughs> like don't touch me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's been something that I've had to like consciously adjust for myself because that's just so much of how I like express myself to my friends or or whatever. And I've realized that as much as like I absolutely agree that obviously for COVID purposes I should be doing that. It also has been very, like, draining for me yeah. to not be able to express myself that way or be, like, around people in person because I feel like I get a lot of my energy off of, like, being around people, like, in person. Yeah. And, in fact, the online thing is almost the opposite for me. As much as I have, like, a lot of fun, like, Sean and I with some friends do a weekly trivia night on Zoom, and I really enjoy it, but afterwards, I almost have, like, a down spiral. Right. It's, like, coming off drugs or something, because I'm, like, getting my high of, like, human interaction, and then afterwards, I realize it wasn't, like, You're actually there. And I'm... <laughs> <laughs> And that's exactly the problem. (laughs) No, afterwards I realized, like, it's almost worse. Because... You don't have to come. (laughs) No, no. Because I love it while I'm on. But then afterwards I'm like, I'm sitting alone in my apartment. And I'm like, I'm drunk. (laughs) So then it's just, like, kind of sad. You know what I mean? It's not like you're like, woo, heading home in the cab with the friends. Like, see you guys, that was so fun. Like, we all got drunk together. It's like a very, like, stark... The Zoom call (laughs) ends and you see, you catch your own (laughs) reflection in... <laughs> you're just sitting there with a beer. An like, empty bottle of wine beside you. Yeah, and you're just like silence. Hmm. <laughs> Stand up like staggering yeah. to my kitchen and I'm like, I'm alone here. Like what is happening? Yeah. So it's like almost like in some ways, like make it's those moments that makes you realize how weird it is. Yeah. Because a lot, as I mentioned earlier, a lot of what I 
have adjusted for my own mental health is kind of taking things moment by moment and day by day and trying not to look at the big picture. And that's one of those moments where the big picture becomes aware. Yeah. And I have to be like, forget it. <laughs> Just, it's like, knock, knock, bitch. Yeah. You're alone, drunk <laughs> yeah. in your apartment. Did you have Loser. fun talking to the people on the screen? <laughs> Did you have a good time doing that? Actually. Like, so it's like actually kind of like, oh, fuck. Yeah. It's those moments that you realize really weird. The other one that's been actually very triggering for me and I had to turn it off. Okay. And usually I use triggering in a funny way, which you probably shouldn't. <laughs> like, usually when I say that, I'm, like, joking. Like, yeah. oh, I'm triggered by, like, <laughs> your Sean's the wrong. <laughs> well, that, that one's not funny. That one's true. <laughs> That's what I mean. That's usually yeah. how I say those sorts of things. But this one is, like, actually triggering um, as someone who deals with mental health um, issues, <laughs> to put it lightly. Um, I had to turn off my Facebook memories. Oh, yeah, you told me about this. Because, yeah, because... For those of you that don't have sell Facebook, I don't see why you would, honestly, unless you have to have it for business, which I do. Um, all my business accounts connect to it. Um, but what Facebook does nowadays is it pops up, like, every day or at least once a week, like, a new memory, and it'll be, like, seven years ago on this day you posted this photo or you posted this status or whatever it was. And I feel like, I don't know if it's just because I was noticing them more or whatever, or they thought people were bored. So they thought it'd make people happy, but it did the opposite for me. I feel like it was like ramped up. Like I was getting like two memories a day and it would be like this time last year, me at pride this time last year, me at a concert this time last year, like me hugging my family at like a family, like reunion dinner. Oh yeah. Mine are always like five years ago, you were skinny and there wasn't a pandemic. And I'm like, (laughs) ah, Fuck. <laughs> no, and it was actually like it started like the, it was those moments where I was like, this is not helping me because what the only way I'm getting through this is to almost ignore it in like that sounds bad because I'm not like dealing with it head on, blah, blah. But like, I don't know how else to deal with this yeah. than to just try and do my best and like one step at a time and adjust where I can. But then there's those moments where it's like the very stark reality that like, wow, like space I, is out there space we're in <laughs> yeah. space oh gives me the shakes um i've i've talked about it with you briefly and some other friends and i think it directly ties mm. into what you were just talking about um but uh, something that i really hadn't thought about until yeah. it hit me in a crushing way at the beginning of this yeah. week was where i was kind of sitting mental health wise Mm -hmm. Um, because I had probably the shittiest day, uh, work related that I've had in months. Um, I was that kind of anxious because like I have generalized anxiety from life. I'm on medication for it. Um, but I was having that anxiety that I couldn't get warm. Like I was Mm -hmm. just so out of sorts that I felt like I was like vibrating. I just could not, like everything was just hitting the fan. And then I was thinking, and I was like, what is, what is happening at work is, like, a pretty big deal. Yeah. It is, like, an actual thing I'm dealing with. But I was like, why am I, why am I so stressed right now? 
Right. Usually, I could just be like, you know, I'm on meds. <laughs> <laughs> That'll guide me through. Um, but no, I can usually rationalize it. Mm-hmm. And then I sat there while I was having um, one of those showers that you just sit on the floor of the shower yeah. with like scalding hot water mm-hmm. and just like... Try and feel try, something. Yeah, try to locate your body again. Yeah. Um, while I was having one of those showers, I was like, holy fuck. I haven't even processed what this whole thing has meant to me. I feel like I've been on go mode Mm -hmm. since day one. I am kind of thankful I am one of these people because we're finding out that there's not a ton of them. Um, But when I got... Not in my circle, but just in the world. Um, but yeah. when we got the health guidelines from our mm. province and everything, I just listened. I was like, yeah. this is my life now. Here we go. This is the new normal. Masks, not seeing people, don't see my grandma. Yeah. Like, if I see my grandma, it's like outside with a mm. mask on. Mm. I've seen her like twice, you know, mm. d- distancing family at birthdays. And I hadn't really thought about what that was doing to me mm-hmm. or what it was doing to my brain. Yeah. And I was like, of course I'm fucking stressed right now. Like the world is so stressful. And I think that a lot of people, like it just kicked their fight or flight. And we've been in six months Mm -hmm. of fight or flight mode. Yeah. And like, of course people are exhausted. Oh yeah. It's exhausting. There's only so long that you can stay in that space. Yeah. And speaking to that, being the fact that everything is so much more exhausting is every simple thing that you've done your whole life now has an extra one, if not more steps to it. So like everything becomes a little bit harder and a little bit more difficult to process or to do. So like even the littlest things, but it all adds up. Like you're going to a grocery store. Oh, did I forget my mask at home? Okay. Do I have it? Okay. Make sure I put it on. Follow the lines on the floor. Make sure I follow the line. (laughs) Make sure I like walk away. Like when people are getting close to me, Yeah. like, those just little things add up that this one experience that you're already doing a a task is now 10 times more difficult mentally because you have to be on mentally the whole time. Yeah. Um, And that's it with anything. And even the amount that all of us have learned and changed when it comes to like work or how we interact, like little things like learning how to use zoom. And for a lot of people (laughs) much harder than others, right. Mm -hmm. Depending on how you, often you are using technology before. Or how fucking old you are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah legit. <laughs> or like, you know, for my work, um, having to adjust a lot of my stuff to online that was not online before. So like everything has just had so much. I had extra paperwork for work because before, I've, for those of you listening that don't know, I'm a real estate agent. So before every showing, you have to do a separate contract saying that you don't have COVID or you know, haven't been around people. You have to get that signed. Like everything's just got like a few extra steps to it. Yeah. Now. So like obviously, not only is it like draining the fact that it's scary and sad and horrible that this is happening, but also just the fact that your day is now filled with a hundred extra tasks and things that you have to be mem- memorizing and conscious of and learning new skills and learning new ways to do things. Yeah. It's fucked. Yeah. It's and fucked. I honestly think like, I think all of us to a certain extent are in some form of that mode where it's just like, do what you gotta do one foot in front of the other. Like we're going to get through this like fight or flight. And I am honestly starting to get fearful of the like aftermath Yeah. because I feel like it's going to be one of those things that like after it's done, 
then you're going to have the, like, whoa moment of, like, holy fuck what just happened and then that's when like everyone's when gonna feel it. you run a marathon or something yeah. after you're like holy shit after the <laughs> adrenaline dies yeah. like when I almost died on a plane going to Palm Springs the whole time I was fucking numb yeah. that's how I deal with stressful things I, I go numb because it's like my body my anxiety like saving itself and then literally we like averted to another location we ended up going to phoenix because we couldn't land in palm springs after being in there for fucking eight hours almost dying and landed and then like an hour later we were in a rental car to palm springs going to dinosaur shore and an hour later in the car i just started like sobbing and shaking and i did not stop for the whole five hour drive i couldn't stop and it's like that is I'm fearful for myself because that's how I react in stressful situations. So I'm literally like waiting for when I finally have that breakdown. Yeah. And I'm like, it ain't going to be good because no. it's not just an eight hour plane ride. It's like it's six months. Literally. Of... Oh, six months. Oh, you're cute. <laughs> <laughs> but then it's also like we are also talking about the stress that we are going through with fucking work. And we are of the lucky yeah. few that still have 100%. their jobs. There's also all this fucking unrest and Mm -hmm. racial divide and systematic oppression and all this shit. It's like, it's it's so insane. And I do think that like, we need to be a little easier on ourselves with like little things that happen throughout your day because these are um, unprecedented times. So if you have a day that you're not, you know, vibing, you're having a, a tough time, that is okay. <laughs> the funniest tweet that I posted was like, I could really go for some precedented times Honestly. right now. <laughs> Precedent times like, would be awesome. Like, like, like wow. give me some like, like Hollywood gossip. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, like when was that like the big news? Exactly. Like, no one... like what are the Jenners up to? Yeah, like, like honestly, what, I'd love like, to who know. Who are they fucking? You know, I'm hearing none of that shit. <laughs> oh, it's so much all at once. But... I do, I do think it is. Speaking of the the Jenners, mm-hmm. um, did you see that thing about <laughs> Khloe Kardashian's photo? No, what? Well, I saw that she highly edited her. Yeah, so in I think it's the UK. They're like thinking about making it (laughs) mandatory for celebrities to say what photos of theirs have been edited because of how highly edited photos are, and the photo used is hers. She literally is changing law by her. Imagine like photoshopping yourself into oblivion so badly that the government has to step in. The government's like, okay, this is gone. Chloe, miss, getting a little nuts. Which I do think is really funny. Like uh, that photo when it came out Mm -hmm. was just blew everyone's minds. Yeah. But then I do find it really funny that. She decided, I think she filmed, like, keeping up in, yeah, the, in the same, same look. Outfit. And I'm like, girl, you're just giving a side-by-side. So side. give a side-by-side of the video. Because yeah. that's the thing. If you want to see how someone actually looks, look at a video. Yeah. Right? Instagram these days, that's the only really way to know. Yeah. Because it's crazy. I have seen some people in real life that do not look like they look. No. On their you. Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Me every time I see myself in the mirror. <laughs> Every time we go to post a story, it gives me quite the fright. Yeah, but something that did help my mental health, mm-hmm. um, also relating to Photoshop, 
um, is there was like some study that came out that said that uh, the image you see in the mirror is more true to real life than the image you see off of, uh, like a phone camera. Oh. So that really boosted my confidence. Oh, that boosts mine too. Yeah. Because I always feel like I look so much better. I look in like the a mirror. fat dump truck when I <laughs> see myself in photos <laughs> that I took. Like I literally <laughs> look in the mirror sometimes and I'm like, like if I've gotten already and I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, like I'm the best looking person that's <laughs> Seriously, ever. that's ever walked this earth. Yeah. Like, holy shit. Yeah. And I'm like, I gotta get this documented. <laughs> like, I gotta get this for the gram. Julia takes approximately no 1,200 teeth. photos. <laughs> <laughs> 12, like, she'll literally try, like, six times, and it'll end in me, like, having, like, an like yeah. internal crisis over the fact that I'm like, how can I think I look this good, and I look this bad? Absolutely. I go through that a lot. <laughs> oh, my God, the stress of it all. I purposely have never used facetune or uh, anything like that yeah. simply because i have heard from friends and you know what no hate out there to people that do use it for like little tweaks and adjustments like whatever you know honestly i know like i think there is a line but i also get that like there's a lot of pressure on social media and people want to look their best and Absolutely. you know if all the supermodels can use it in magazines they're photoshopping different arms on fucking victoria's secret yeah. models <laughs> they then have like nine arms you can get rid of the zit <laughs> on your face like whatever what if do fashion I care? nova can just get rid of all their kneecaps yeah <laughs> <laughs> i do full disclosure just so people don't look at my instagram and think like how do you look this amazing with that <laughs> face, dude? I'm just joking. Um, no, I do use, I have, like, a set filter. Yeah. Um. So, like, I put that over all of my photos. It, like, makes things, like, look a little bluer and, like, less, like, orangey lighting right. and stuff like that, which I really enjoy. I think it, it it's flattering. However, I have heard from friends that once you dive down the face tuning trap, yeah. it's so hard to go back. Your friend is Chloe. Yeah. <laughs> Heard from my friend Chloe that, no, but I can see that because I've watched a few YouTubers do it where they do it for fun for video and they like film themselves doing it, like screen record yeah. and they get to the end and you like hold it down and it's like the before and after and they literally like, I've never hated myself more. Yeah. Because it's like little tweak, little tweak, little tweak, little tweak and then New you post it but if you look at the back to the original, it's like, holy fuck. Yeah. I'm hideous. <laughs> so, so, like, I don't need that for myself. I'm hard enough on myself. Yeah, I'll avoid is. that. <laughs> I'll avoid that like the plague. So, how are you... Oh, also, I think it's really funny talking mm-hmm. about the um, the quarantine. Um, do you like how everybody was, like, very over Zoom for a bit? And yes. now it's she's back. She's back. She's back. I think because the way that the re- regulations worked in um, BC is that... They, we were, like, fully closed down. Well, not fully, like, not to the same extent as some places locked down. But it was, like, basically don't go out unless you absolutely have to get groceries and stuff was kind of the understanding. Um, And um, people were, like, huge on Zoom. And then they gave us a little leeway. And I feel like as soon as people could, like, hang out in any way in person at all, they They were were just like, like, fuck Zoom. Yeah. So then everyone, like, was like, I don't even want to look at a fucking laptop. And then now, because of people not handling the little bit of leeway we were given properly, <clears throat> um, now the numbers are going back up. So we were down to like eight new cases a day at one point. And I remember, this is so sad, I remember at one point it got to like 12 and I was like, woo, it's getting a little high again, 12 today. Anyways, now it's like 100 or over a day. So they're, you know, 
basically I think people are like, oh, fuck, lock it back up. So they haven't actually told us that, the government, but I think personally and for, like, a lot of friends talking to them, they're like, let's just bring this back onto Zoom for a bit. Yeah. Because it's starting to get sketchy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So moving forward into the next <laughs> six months oh, of God. this... <laughs> What do you want this from is what this? I hate what talking is about. what is your plan? How are you moving forward? Break it down for me. This is what I hate talking about because the thing that makes me the most miserable of anything is the fact that I don't know when it's going to end. Yeah, so I just like to take six months. Now that we've experienced six months, I'm just going to start planning in six months' chunks. I don't want to do another six months of that. (laughs) I don't want to. Well, you fucking have to. I don't want it to happen, John. (laughs) Honestly, all I can say is day by day because I wish I had, like, some, like, bigger, better plan. Yeah. I remember the beginning of quarantine Thinking, like, okay, well, if this is going to give me, like, way more time at home, then I want to, like, achieve all these things in the meantime. Because, like, I'm at home anyways. And to a certain extent, I feel like I've done that. But, like, there's a lot of things that I'm like, how have I been locked up for six months and I still haven't got that done? But I'm, like, giving myself that break now. I'm like, I'm not even going to freaking set any goals. My goal is to wake up every day, do what I need to do. If I get something bonus done, awesome. Yeah. Um... You're potentially doing Sober October. I do want to do Sober October. And I a think... fitness challenge, finally. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to do Sober October and a fitness challenge for, for, well, one major reason, and that is my mental health. Yeah. Because I honestly could care less about... You just want me to stop bullying The physical... <laughs> That's the mental health part of it. Honestly, I'm in a place in my life where I could care less about the physical aspects Absolutely. of it. Absolutely. And, and, and I'm really actually happy for myself with that. But I know, and we've talked about this before, I know what helps with my anxiety. Yeah. I know what helps my mental health. It's just I don't do a lot of those things. But when I do do them, I feel fantastic. So, you know, the world's hard enough as is. My mental health has been all over the place. So I was like, you know what? It'd probably be really good for me to just be clean and sober for like a month clear my head, get moving physically, and I'll probably feel way better Yeah, anxiety-wise because I've been, like, spiraling on the, like, social media and screen time and all that. So I would really like to do that. I'm going to leave my goals there because I originally was going to write this whole fucking list of creative shit I wanted to get done. And, it's you know, it's just too much. I'm giving myself a pass. I'm like, day by day, get the work done I need to get done, and, yeah, maybe do, like, a mental health month yeah yeah i think that's fair mine was not like an actual plan i was mostly just going to be easier on myself oh that's nice um because i feel like i was being pretty harsh on like productivity and even though i've been like very productive for work but like you know when you have like a fucking Mm. not productive half an hour i'm like you're a piece of shit would this have happened in the office you ugly bitch so i'm gonna try to stop doing that (laughs) um i have been okay at exercising, but I, once again, for my mental health, mm-hmm. would like to get back in it just because, like, it just really gives me some peace of mind yeah. and, like, some time to think. It also mm-hmm. really helps break up a day. Totally. Yeah. Which is, like, at this point, all we can really ask Honestly, for. Yeah. I think if I can delegate an hour to doing yeah. something, that's an hour I don't need to fill with something else. Totally. That's so yeah. true. So that's good. Um, and that's basically it. I, like I also uh, bought a Halloween costume <laughs> and am going to do a full Halloween look. I don't care if I'm literally at home alone. Yeah. 
I love Halloween. Honestly, that's the most fun I have for Halloween anyways. Usually I have so much fun, like, getting in our outfits or, like, sometimes Julie and I will do, like, I'll do, like, face makeup on us, depending on it. And, like, I have the most fun doing that and then taking a few photos anyways. I'm like, it's a Saturday. If we even have to get fucking all done up and then have, like, a Zoom party, I will literally do that. Who cares? Like, I don't care. That'll be fun. Like, you know? So I think that's really going to help me because I needed something to look forward to. Yeah, that's a nice look forward to. I like that. And I think it's a pretty great uh, costume, so. Oh, I'm excited. Yeah. Okay, well, wherever you're listening, please make sure that you're following or subscribed. It really, really helps us out. Also, pass us along to your friends. Post us on social media and tag us so we can repost. You can find us on Instagram at I Can Explain Podcast and personally at Sean.Lusk and at Brianne Williamson. And until next time, we will see, see you around, around the, the neighborhood. neighborhood. Rate us five stars. Five fucking stars. <laughs> <laughs>